1: This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds. Well, without the computers. Talking about the Philadelphia Phillies. On Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo!
0: Robertson high hopes nation what is going on folks we are fired up today as uh the last time we spoke to you I said bring me David Robertson and, or bring me death and Jack Fritz what did the Phillies do they brought me David Robertson.
1: I appreciate that Matt Clentak listens to the podcast. Uh once again, we are influencing all the moves the Phillies <laughs> make. Clearly. Now, Bryce Harper, I fully expect, will be a Philly sometime in February. Can't wait for that. <laughs> for February. Bri- per- Bryce is finally gonna meet with the
0: Phillies, which is which is nice of him to do. We oh, appreciate it's adorable, it. Adorable We appreciate Bryce. it. But um we're gonna dive into the David Robertson thing coming up in a little bit. Jack and I will be joined by International Scout of the Year. AK the best scout in the world. For twenty eighteen. For twenty eighteen, Sal Augustin Ellie will join us. You get to hear Jack just totally uh, nerd out.
1: Yeah, me and me and Sal gushed over some prospects. You
0: guys. So this is one of those interviews where like I keep giving Jack the all right, let's wrap and Jack keeps giving the one more. I got one more can I just one more?
1: I had to know about Victor Santos. I'd never heard of him until L- yesterday.
0: Good answer on that too. A lot of really good stuff. If yes. you're into prospects, and even if you're just into the what a scout does and all that type of stuff, there's a lot of really interesting stuff in there. And
1: if you're into the health of the Phillies organization,
0: that too. And if you're into hearing Jack Fritz gush, that'll that'll work for you too. <laughs> well, so that's, why
1: also people tune into this podcast? <laughs>
0: that's coming up, and in the show notes, we'll let you know when that is. If you yes. want to skip ahead or skip but back don't. or whatever, no, just listen to the whole thing. I mean, you know, come on. All right, Jack, let's dive in because finally. Finally, we've been doing all these shows about not-player signings. Nice to actually talk about a, a new Philly and yes. David Robertson, an exciting one. What do you think?
1: Yeah, so I'm very excited about David Robertson. Um, David Robertson, to me, has always been a guy that if I watched him in a postseason series, because kind of when I when I evaluate guys that I like, I want to make sure that they can rise up to a big occasion. Like, I'm not interested in bringing in weak-willed people. Yeah,
0: yeah. like a Nick Foles type right. person.
1: Right, you want. stop. Stop. <laughs> Only three more game three more days. Um, uh, but David Robertson to me is a guy that you could bring in. I mean, uh, Girardi brought him in in any situation. I think here he's going to be a closer. Um, I think he's going to be the ninth inning guy for the next two years. Let Sir Anthony be uh, the fireman that he was always meant to be. He's always had more value as a guy that can go multiple innings. Now, um, while as important as that is, David Robertson will come into to, to postseason series and his his heart rate will go down. Like from watching him in, in the Yankees for. A decade. I mean, he's been a Yankee for a decade,
0: and and a guy who who gets brought in in the most difficult of it's like bases loaded, no outs. Oh, let's go to David.
1: Right, take care of it. And that takes a special kind of individual, and that takes a guy that. And for a team that for a team that struggled down the stretch last year, it it's nice to have a calming force in the ninth inning. Like Sir Anthony wasn't great in the ninth inning in the last two months. No question. So he he will he will be better off roving around, rovering around, uh, being the fireman coming in. He's a more dynamic weapon now. Yes, for sure. So, uh, Robertson kind of, kind of evens out the bullpen and uh, gets him a legit, a legit closer. He's closed before he closed the White Sox. He is a guy who, who again, what the Phillies continue to do is they continue to value durability over upside. Could they have gone out and signed Andrew Miller? Yes. I mean, this is the same exact contract that Andrew Miller got, pretty much, besides $1 million. Um, but the the downside is Andrew Miller has knee problems, mm-hmm. and he may not be healthy next year. So, the, Robertson does not have the same injury history. He's
0: has p- had no practically injury uh, history, right. just a... To- you know consistency consistency consistency.
1: Yeah, and he's pitched at 91, which I always like. Like I like when guys, we talked about this on the last podcast mm-hmm. where we were worried about Craig Kimbrel because he's 95 power power power, that doesn't translate well to a, to a late career. Robertson's been 91 with an absolute hammer curveball. I mean, you could
0: argue not this past season but the 2016 season or 2017 season was the best of his career. I mean, he was he was amazing a couple years ago, I think like a, a ERA in the ones between two teams. I mean, he's someone who has, has maybe not gotten better, but has stayed the same or, or had better seasons, whatever. But that level of consistency has not gone anywhere. And like you said, you know how much we love to go to the eye test here, Jack Fritz. Just watch the guy pitch. Yeah. I mean, he's a really good pitcher. And like you said, he's one of those guys who – the last year, Jack, especially as the season wore on, it just felt like, and especially when Sir Anthony kind of got worn down, and you know you couldn't you couldn't trust him, it just felt like you couldn't trust a single guy in that bullpen last year. It felt like no matter who was coming in, you didn't feel good about it. You're going to feel good when the Phillies bring in David Robinson. You're going to be like, all right, that's a guy who's going to come into a spot and get me out, and that's something they crucially needed, Jack.
1: Yeah, uh, so. Robertson 91 92
0: And just to clarify there is still the possibility they sign a Britton or somebody now, else out there and he's not a closer but I, he could also be a closer
1: for Yeah you. but uh, uh, Jim Salisbury just came out and said that this likely takes them out of the Britton sweep Okay so there you go But I agree with you if they get if they want to get crazy and and just make this bullpen a souped up bullpen Which for what it's
0: worth has been a, a thing we've seen teams do I mean obviously the Yankees Yeah Yeah but notable.
1: but the, the problem is that they have a bunch of guys now like they have a bunch of guys, they a lot of guys, extra pieces and whatever. But um, there was—I saw—I forget who tweeted it out yesterday, but he was basically saying that all the analytic departments within teams think David Robertson is pitching the best of his career right now. Mm-hmm. So I that go, that it. goes right in line with what you said about 2017 being an unbelievable year. Last year, another good year. Feels like the Phillies are getting him. At, it's not like they're paying for p- past performance, like they would be with Andrew Miller and Zach Britton. They're getting Frank a guy Kimbrough. right. They're getting a guy right now who's still theoretically pitching at a really really high level and maybe not peaking but pitching at near peak level
0: at a very fair price i mean when you look at that andrew miller contract
1: thank you for negotiating for yourself David. how about that
0: too i mean like and look that means nothing in reality for us but for some reason i really respect that i like it i like that that dude was like screw you agents i don't need you i can handle this and he can and he did um he also seems like a very down-to-earth guy i know that's a who knows type of thing. But it, it does seem that way from the way people have talked about him. People have been around the Yankees, all that type of stuff as well.
1: Yeah, and Jason Stark tweeted this out. I think it's a good stat. Past performance is never a guarantee of future results re- with relievers. But, oh, I saw this. This is a great stat. But Robertson held both left-handed hitters and right-handed hitters to sub-200 average each of the last two seasons. The only relievers in baseball to do that in a minimum of 50 appearances? David Robertson, Edwin Diaz, and Craig, Craig Kimbrell, Yep
0: and 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 look for what the Phillies like to do for what Gabe Kapler likes to do having a guy like Robertson who you can bring in to face lefties and righties is a big asset you know it's it, how much have we seen Kapler try and do those matchup type things if you got a guy who it doesn't matter who's up at the plate it's a massive advantage for a guy like Kapler
1: it is it is and it, we talked about this a lot that if you're not going to go get a legit number 2 starter if you're not going to if you're going to plan on going in the next year with uh, Arietta I guess as your number two I mean I think Pavetta takes the leap this year but I don't want to bank on Pavetta being mm-hmm. the number two sure. starter
0: and nor should the Phillies
1: right you better have a good bullpen
0: you better have a really good bullpen
1: right and it w- especially with how Gabe likes to use it I mean he needs good bullpen uh if, if Robertson could be your ninth inning guy it allows Sir Anthony to go all around they have all the lefties now it's not just Adam Morgan with Pazos and and Jose Alvarez it's a Good bullpen. It's a good bullpen on paper. I mean, Tommy Hunter, everyone hates Tommy Hunter. He was pretty good last year. I mean,
0: Hector Neris looked great at the end of last year.
1: You're damn right he did. He
0: looked like awesome, Hector Neris.
1: Yeah, Neshek.
0: And and especially Neshek. Hector Neris, especially not having to worry about him closing at any point. Just let him go in and get out. Um, Yeah, I'm with you, Jack. I think this is a really, really nice signing. Um, It it does make sense that they probably wouldn't go after another big-name guy, but I I wouldn't be surprised if they still are supplementing there. And look, like you said, maybe there's a deal where they include relievers and kind of supplement that way, too, to kind of thin out some of the herd there. Um, Regardless, I think it's a really, really strong move by the Phillies, and and one we we should be excited about.
1: Do you think valuing durability over upside is, is the right move?
0: I don't know. I think I, I think in this case, I like the guys they've signed for the prices we discussed, you know, McCutcheon maybe a little high on the money end, but we think he ages well. there's durability there. Um, I like the guys. I like Segura. I like Robertson. so um, I, I think finding guys, especially for a team that struggled with consistency so much last year and as we saw the last six weeks of the season, I think having guys in here you can count on, especially guys like McCutcheon and Segura on that side of the ball, you can count on to put a bat on a ball. Um, or get on base when you need it. I, I think it. I think is important. So, I think that look, this team is clearly trying to turn a corner here and go from uh, upside to contending to having some consistency there. So, I'm fine with the idea of, of bringing in more guys you can count on there. But I don't want it at the expense of upside. You know what I mean? I don't want it to be an organizational philosophy. I want them to go hand in
1: hand. Now, I will say that they're they're picking similar players. Like they're picking similar players. Like McCutcheon and Brantley are are similar-ish guys. Um, Miller and Robertson. I mean, both got pretty much the same deal. Uh, Miller's upside is obviously higher than Robertson's, but Robertson pitches whenever you want him to, and also is good. So it's like it's not like they're choosing <laughs> way less talented guys over the the high upside guys just because the guys can be there. Not they're not going after Lance Lynn.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> so. No. Exactly. So and I think that makes a difference. But I I think. Look, I think after last year and the way the season went, bringing in some guys you can count on to maybe, you know, look, we've talked about it a ton of times, but it's a grind, man. The season is long, and you need guys who are going to be consistent for you. Guys who, when the team is slumping, Gene Segura is going to go out there and get you three hits, and maybe you win a 2-1 game, or whatever. Yeah. You need those guys, so I'm okay with that type of philosophy, bringing in guys. A guy like
1: that can that. take the ball in the ninth inning. Exactly. Right, A guy
0: you can count on to get outs when you need outs. I mean, it, it seems like such a simple thing, but it was such an issue last year. All right. Very excited about the Robertson thing. Harper, Machado, our, our weekly check-in. Yes. Um, so, a little more new news. I mentioned it before, but Bryce Harper is apparently finally going to actually meet with the Phillies in person, wasn't at the meeting last time. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's met with any team personally yet, so right. it, it's a good sign. We I think it's like a good that-
1: I think I can't believe it's a people. great sign. It's a f- amazing sign. I feel the same way. It's their uh, second meeting. No other team's gotten a second meeting. No, no meeting. one else has
0: met with no one else has talked to Bryce Harper himself. The Phillies get that first opportunity to do that. I think that's huge.
1: Well, I think some teams did do that in Las Vegas. What, was he in the meetings? I wasn't sure if he was actually Not, in the meetings. The Phillies were the ones that just met with Boris, but okay. there were some teams that did meet with Bryce Harper. But the fact that they They're met getting with getting
0: called back.
1: Right. The fact that Boris was like, Hey, we want to meet with you again with mm-hmm. Bryce. And I think that first off it's about freaking time because where else is Bryce Harper going to go? Well, that, where is I mean, Bryce that, Harper yeah. going to go? He is not going to the Dodgers. Get that out of there. He's not going to the Cubs. So Scott Boris, pick your crap together and get the Phillies back involved and make sure they don't. I don't think he's going to say don't sign Manny Machado, but don't be like don't be so off off pushing about the Phillies because if they if they get Machado, where are you going to take Bryce Harper? You know what I mean? So, so I the think, Phillies. Well, no, but they're not going to sign both. They're not going to sign both. I know they're not going to sign both. I
0: wouldn't. I wouldn't be my guess, but but I don't think it's as crazy as I did before the way this. But why? Is, because the way it's playing out. Look, I don't think they will either. I still. We've said this. We're both on record saying we think they end up with Harper. That is our guess for how this plays out. And yeah, I stu- yeah, yeah. I still feel that way. Um, but I just think the Machado thing is playing out in a really interesting way. It doesn't seem like the Yankees want to give him what he wants. And if it comes down to money for that guy, I do think the Phillies, regardless of Harper, might still be the best offer on the table from a pure financial perspective.
1: I mean, I hope so. I mean, I, 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 if we walk out of this offseason, I, I just I don't think they want to do that. I don't I, I, look. I, I I I don't know what they because I, I think Harper's going to get over three hundred thirty million. I think, I that's think so the, too. That's the floor. I think three fifty. million, maybe.
0: Mm, I think three fifty. Well, it depends, look, here's the thing: how great is Scott Voris, right? Because if it's 400, then that dude just played them and did an amazing job. If it's 350, that's probably more what the market bore out.
1: But I do think the Phillies did a good job so far of calling Boris's bluffs.
0: Agreed. Look, I think the fact that they haven't caved on either of these guys has been um, showing some fortitude there. Especially after John Middleton said what he said. I mean, they, they did kind of. Paint themselves into a corner in a way with that.
1: Yeah, and I think they've they've done a nice job regrouping from that. The fact that Boris, it's almost like, all right, come meet with us. Like it's like it's a it's an admission. Fine. Yeah. No. Well, it's it's smart because the Machado the Machado contract is going to come down within the next five days. If, if we he, think we think if it, if he goes to the Phillies, which I still don't think is going to happen. Like again, where is he going to take? So I, I, it's smart of him to be like, hey, we are. We're, I'm not BSing Keep you. Keep them close. We do want, we do want to t- bring Bryce Harper to Philadelphia. And that's a good sign coming off of the BS comments that were spewed out there about how he doesn't even want to play in Philadelphia. Yeah. well, He's taking a second meeting with the team. So we I didn't
0: think... take that very seriously to begin with. Right. But yes. no,
1: we, we are BS sniffers here. That's in what PA. we do. We just um, sniff right through it. Also, Jeff Passan did come out yesterday and said that they are willing to go 10 years on Bryce Harper, which mm-hmm. is which is interesting because there was a the report last week that they were not willing to do the same for Manny Machado. So the fact that they're willing to go 10 years for Bryce Harper seems like he would be more of the main target, even though Pete, the local beat writers keep saying Machado, I think it's still going to be Harper. Yeah. And again, look. Or maybe uh, maybe it's an admission of, of defeat to the end.
0: Well, it could be either. Look, it's one of those things, too, with, like we just talked about, with Scott Boris and the... Misinformation that he spreads, the Phillies should be doing that too, right? I mean, the Phillies should be getting everyone in the world to say, "Hey, don't we want? We don't need Harper. We're getting Machado, bro. That's who we want. We're gonna go get Machado. Like that's and what, that's what it seems like. That's what you want, yeah. Scott Boris to think. Whether true or not, we don't know. But it, it would not be surprising at all if that were part of the whole push yeah. for Harper.
1: Now, know. the one thing that is still leading me to believe that I think Machado is going to be a Yankee is that the Yankees last week. Told him they were signing Troy Tulowitzki and they wanted to make sure that was okay. Like, do you really do that for? I think you do.
0: I think just on the like, if you're courting someone, you want to make sure that they're not thrown off. By him. I mean, anyone should know that signing true Troy Tulowitzki shouldn't stop you from doing anything. No, I mean, I we don't know if Troy Tulowitzki ever play another major league baseball game again, as far as it goes. But um, I, look, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that influenced one way or the other. I
1: think, but I think it's. I think it's important. I think the
0: La- Yankees' interest in Machado is real, and I think that is further confirmation that their interest is real.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the fact that they wanted to confirm with him that it wouldn't change anything, even though Tulo should never change any of your plans. I think that is minorly significant.
0: Yeah. Look, I. I don't think it's insignificant. I. I, I don't think it is a. A decisive thing one way or the other, um, but regardless, obviously we are ready to go. Even if Manny Machado does not sign here, we will do an emergency podcast wherever he signs. And uh, when Bryce Harper signs with the Phillies, it's gonna be the most banging podcast huh. ever. It's gonna be me and Jack just yelling at each other, but in a good way for an hour. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, what else? Anything else hit you before we get to Sal coming up in a few
1: minutes? Um well, should we do Final Thoughts now? Or should we should we do should we do Sal and then come back for a final Thoughts? It's a great.
0: See, the beautiful thing is We could do this in the next few seconds either way. It's a question what the listener hears. How about this? Let's welcome in now uh, International Scout of the Year, Sal Gusanelli. And joining us right now, it is our distinct pleasure, and uh, basically Jack Fritz's month is made right now, <laughs> as uh, we are joined by the 2018 International Scout of the Year. The Salt the Scout. The, the Scout right there, Mr. Sal Augustinelli. Sal, thank you so much for joining us today, brother.
2: Thanks, guys. It's really a pleasure being on with you guys. It's great. We love the some some uh, so do I, and great talking to about our guys that are coming to the system.
1: Yeah, of course, and uh, the one guy that is coming through the system that uh, a lot of Phillies fans feel like they're becoming infatuated with is a guy that you found, a guy that you signed, uh, shortstop Luis Garcia. You signed him $2.5 million last year. He's one of the bigger international signings, and ever since he came over, he batted, what, 360 last year, had a weighted runs created plus of like 162. What did you see um, from Luis Garcia? And kind of tell us the story of, of how you found the kid.
2: Well, you know, I was very fortunate. Every year we bring a team from the New York metropolitan area and um, in South Florida, down in the Dominican Republic, to play. I have a very good friend of mine who's a high school coach here and um, brings a lot of New York kids down there to play against, the minor, you know, like a lot of the minor league teams. They play some Sandlot teams. Um, so, it's funny, when Luis was like 13 or 14 years old, we actually played against his academy. So, um, our guys knew him also, like – in. You know, I had seen him early, you know, at that point and um you know, we just kept following him. You know, we saw him in in, in you know, as far as uh little, you know, as a game. I was just telling him, he was just sitting there watching him, he was playing in the game and then um then little by little we would follow him, you know, when he would be he'd play with a with an organization called the the uh, Dominican Prospect League, the DPA. and he was playing in those events and I got to see him and I kept you know, kept following him and you know, we got to know him a little bit, and it was just amazing. First of all, as an individual, what kind of person he is. I'm not quite sure. Have you guys met him at all? We have not. No, yeah. I mean, he's you – know, it's almost the embodiment of, of, of a guy that, you know, has all the tools to play, number one, but but he also has the makeup to play. I mean, it's unbelievable. His makeup – I mean, he's built to play baseball. I mean, it's like if anybody ever was born to play baseball, this guy was. He has – he brings energy to the field every day. He can hit – he can win. And the excitement, like when you look at him play, you, like you, if you didn't play baseball, you'd want to play baseball because that kind of, he brings that type of energy to the field. You know, so um, he's, he's just, um, you know, I hope he has his movies. I know he had an unbelievable year. I mean, that's incredible for a 17 year old kid to hit 370 or 360, or whatever, and run the games and play defense and be rated the number one prospect. So let's hope it continues to go in that same direction.
1: Yeah, did you expect him to, to hit like that? Because coming over, or in the sky reports from the from Dominican, it seemed like he was a, a slick fielder who they weren't really sure about the hit tool. And then to come out and do that in his first his first stint here, were you surprised by that? You know what,
2: I'm going to tell you, I'm obviously three .360, I'm surprised, yes. I thought he would hit 260, 270. He always, his, 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 you know, his back skills, I mean, his, his, his back control, you know, I mean, grade for me was very good. I mean, he he always made good contact. He had he had good plate awareness. He just you know um, he's just one of those guys that that you know I'm not saying sure I ever thought that he was a three seven. Let's just make it that clear. But I thought he would hit. Um, I, I thought he brought a lot to the table, but obviously. Three seventy. Never thought that would happen. So I'm yes, my surprise. Yes, I am.
0: Sal, what do you think his ceiling is? Jack is already calling him Francisco Lindor two Is that too much? <laughs> what do you, what, well, do you, what is this kid's ceiling like? Especially if you could maybe comp him to another player people might know. You
2: know, I I, I, I saw Francisco Lindor in high school. I've never had a million years to hit the home runs he's hitting. He had thirty eight home runs
1: last year. It was crazy. I mean,
2: That's insane. I mean, it's insane. Um, never thought that. Um... This guy, you know, it just seems to me when guys, you know, the, when you bring a good hitter to the table, as this kid gets bigger and stronger, who knows? I, I'm not saying he's ever going to hit 30. I don't know if he's ever going to hit 38. I think he'll hit 15. I think he'll hit 20, and I think he's going to play a stellar shortstop. I think he's going to bring a lot to the table. He's going to be a quintessential, you know, number one, number two hitter consistently in any lineup. Um, I just hope he continues. He goes up. You know, just I hate to put a ceiling, but if you really want to ask me, I think he's an all star. I, I, I actually think he'll play in multiple All Star games. I could be wrong, but you know, I don't know if he's gonna be Francisco and that type of all star where he's a superstar. Yeah. But I, I think he you know, he just has the things he does right now, he just it's amazing. He can play short, he can throw, he can run, he can hit. Um, you know, obviously a seventeen year old you don't know if he's gonna hit for power. Yeah but I mean he lines the ball to all parts of the field. He has he has the ability to take pitches. I mean he does a lot of good things that excite the heck out of me, you know.
1: Yeah, and so. I think I think the thing that has me most excited about him, not only from the, from the bat-to-ball skills and the defensive stuff, it's that he seems like the guy that's like a team leader, a guy that everyone would rally behind, um, that infectious kind of personality. And in today's league, I mean, in today, with this Phillies team, they kind of need a guy like that to, to bring the mojo every day, kind of like the Jimmy Rollins kind of player. And to me, when I read about Luis Garcia, I hear you talk about Luis Garcia, he seems like the kind of guy that's like, Yo, boys, let's step it up. Let's go win a ball game. Uh, Does he come across that way to you as well? Oh, my God, yeah.
2: I mean, you know, one day I'm going to introduce him to you, but it's just I've known him a long time, you know, and I know him. I know his family. I know his his mom and dad. I mean, I know everybody. And just, like, from the day I met him, every time he's seen me, came over and hugged me, called me his friend. You know, just, I love, you know, like, he's just an unbelievable guy. I mean, I'm telling you, he's the kind of guy. Like, everyone on the team – Loves that. I mean, they like him. He's he's. There's no one like. He's not the guy no one dislikes. He's just has a personality. He doesn't come off arrogant. He's just a team player. Everybody likes him. He has a smile on his face. He loves being out on the field. He's all the things you say he is, um, and he just he just you know he just never changes. You know, he's just, it is perfect. The word you said was infectious. That's what he is. Absolutely, one hundred percent.
1: And one of the guys that seemed like he really made a nice connection with with this year was was Alec Boehm. Um, yeah. Did you see Did you see Alec Bohm during the, the the prep tour, like with uh, the college ranks of Wichita yeah. State at all? And like what, what, what...
2: Alex? You know, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, like, what, what did you think of, of, of Bohm? Do you think that the upside's there to be a legit cornerstone uh, third baseman? And then in, like, 2022, you have Luis Garcia and Alec Bohm? I'd be lying if I said that I haven't envisioned that <laughs> when, I, when I lay down to sleep at night. Is that going to, uh, do you think that's got a high chance of happening?
2: Well, Alex, is, you know, first of all, you know, you have the Cape Cod league and hitting. Um, I only saw him one game in, in you know, in Wichita State. I, I mean, it's, it's hard not to like the guy. He's big, strong, he's athletic. Um, he's a, I mean, he's not big, he's huge. You know what I mean? Um, uh, you know, he's got power. I mean, I know he, he loves to ball out over the plate. He can drive the ball the other way. I mean, so many things good. I mean, he's a very imposing figure. Um, I, I'm, believe me what you're dreaming about, I'm dreaming about. And I'm hoping those two things happen that he comes out and, 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 and Luis comes out and our future's sitting right there in front of us, you know, but yeah, I mean, he's got tremendous power. He's got, you know, get, you know, the good bat, a guy who goes to the Cape Cod League and leads that league in hitting usually comes out and does very, very well. He's uh you know, and he's a strong guy, that's the thing. He's got good, you know, good good uh bat control skills and he's got power. So yeah, those two things um you know look good for the future for him, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, you know? and he doesn't
1: he doesn't strike out either, which is nice. I mean him, uh Luis doesn't really strike out, it feels like they've kind of changed their approach with the guys they've gone after. I mean Adam, Adam Hazley's kind of in that same kind of ilk sure. of of not really striking out. So it's encouraging.
2: Absolutely. I mean, we got we got some guys I think in this era, in this era we have to have, you well, know, like we talk about ball control. I speak about that a lot because, you know, you know with the with the advent of these shifts and things, you know, if you got guys that can manipulate, hit the ball to different parts of the field, I think that's the future of baseball. Guys that, you know, have a high on base percentages, have a good feel for the strike zone, don't, you know, don't just stick with one way of doing things. Kind of you know, if they see the ball out over the plate, they'll try to yank it. You know, go the other way. Keep the other That's the future of baseball for me because with the analytics and guys knowing where guys are going to hit the ball, I mean, guys' averages are going to keep sinking if we don't get better on-base percentage guys. You know, better bat bat tool guys. You know.
0: Well, Sal, Sal, along those lines, you've been doing this a long time—twenty-five plus years in scouting. Yeah. Um, the game's changed a lot the last few years at least the way people follow the game, the way teams build their teams and rosters and all that. with the rise of analytics and all that, what's been the biggest change for you as a scout in what you do?
2: you know I, I think first of all, let me say this you know a lot of people they look at the analytics part, the old timer guys, and I guess I'm getting into that into that you know kind <laughs> of but overall it's it's for me more information is better. I mean for me. I like, I mean, in Latin America, it's not used as much, you know what I mean? Because, you know, the vacuum is, isn't as consistent. You know, you got young kids that are, you know, 15, 16, 17 year old kids that are, are not playing in a consistent league or, you know, it's a little different. But what I do like about it overall is I think that when you do have the ability to use the track man, to use, you know, some of these tools to find out how guys impact the baseball, who has better, you know, you know, um, you know, contact skills—all the numbers that we can kind of put somewhere—it's—it's it's good to have. I mean, I think that any numbers that you can have, that that are usable, are good in my opinion. You know, the consistency level of a pitcher, how he throws in the zone. Um, you know, you know, track man looking to spin rates and looking at different, you know, bat speed and you know all these things that I think we look at all these things now, and I think that it's a tool with which we use. To make better decisions overall, so I'm all for this. I don't want to go all go into that direction of being completely analytical, and I think that me as an old-time scout, where I look at the guy, and I, sometimes I look at it, and it, 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 it you know, the, the sometimes the numbers
0: defies defies the numbers. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah.
2: So anything that we can do, like I make my argument as a guy who has a little bit of. Uh, expertise. I, I don't like being, you know, using that word. But, but
0: it's all right. Know, you having, can say you're international scout of the year. Come on, Sal. We I, can I, say I, I, I it. I they must have ran out of. They must have ran out of <laughs> <laughs> No,
1: that's not true.
2: No, no. But um, in all honesty, you know, it, it's just. I think you need to utilize as much as you can. Listen, every team is using analytics to jump ahead of other teams to try to get a foot out front. There's good scouts out there that have been doing it a long time when you, something together, when you have good scouts and good numbers I think you make good decisions I truly believe that and I think that we all have to work together that's just the way it is you know
1: now on the surface level uh, like from our standpoint and when we look at what the Phillies have been doing in the, in the Latin American countries it feels like this is a big market team starting to flex its kind of financial resources is that, is that accurate
2: absolutely absolutely Matt and these guys are just you know, Matt, Brian and Ned and you know, Andy McPhail and you know, ownership of built a brand new academy. They've had trust in me and my staff. We've gone down, they've gotten me. And if you look at almost every trade that we make, Matt's getting you know, he's getting international slot money for me. I live for international slot on. money. Yeah, pardon me? <laughs>
1: I live for international slot money. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. And people are like, Oh, we traded that guy for international oh, well, we feel we we you know, I I do You know, I have a lot of stuff on my computer. I go over the numbers. I look at the guys, and I have to look at what we're trading to get the numbers. And when I look at the guy and I say, God, this guy has a chance to be this guy. We have this guy who's already this guy, and his ceiling is that. We have a guy to get a higher ceiling guy. We're going to utilize that money and try it the best we can. So these guys have been unbelievable. They've had a lot of faith and trust in us. Hopefully we can get a whole bunch of new, you know, Luis Garcia's up there and, you know, Jalen Ortiz, and I know we got some – you know, good arms coming through the system. I know that, you know, we got Sixto and Medina and, you know, Ranger and you know, we got a bunch of guys that that have a chance to really be good ones. And I think that, you know, overall I think that um, this is all happening because these guys believe in what we do down there. And it's exciting.
1: Speaking of sixto, he he's gonna be he's he's gonna be okay, right, with with the he had a little collarbone thing. They shut him down yeah. for the Arizona Fall League, but it's it's all systems go by spring training, right? That's the, the plan.
2: I mean, I mean, you got to remember what about that. I think more than anything, they're being very cautious with him. You know what I mean? And Yeah, they should you be. Know, they should be. I mean, let's face it. Do we want him to go into next year healthy? Or do we want to send him maybe to an Arizona Fall League where, you know, maybe he may tweak something? And, you know what, the other thing is we got to understand this. He's still a young guy. You know, he's still very young. And we want to just make sure that, you know, everything is – you know, working in order and make sure that if he has any issues, um, he's going to have to go extremely, extremely hard for a kid his age. You know what I mean? So we have to be very, you know, we just got to be, you know, got to be careful not to, you know, push him too hard or, you know, we're just very cautious with him. You know, so I know maybe people think that would be overly cautious, but I think what's going to matter is when he gets to the big leagues, he's ready to go. And that's the most important thing for us, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, Sal, have you noticed anything different um, recently with the Josh Bonifay being bro- brought in and all the minor league? It seems like it's, it's a whole fluctuating process. They brought in Jason Ochart um, to be yes. the minor league hitting coordinator, I guess. Yes. Is yeah. there, have you have you noticed a change there? Is it a positive change? Are you excited about the future of the, yeah, of the minor I mean, league like, system?
2: First of all, look, I, Joe Jordan did an unbelievable job. You know, right. Joe, you know, is now with Atlanta. I mean, um, you know, we, we we got a lot of guys for the big leagues. I've had. Nine guys go on the roster in the last two years, um, and you know over the, you know it's just been you know he did a great job. I think I think that with right now with the way, um, we you know we have a lot more communication in the analytics department um, from the big from the minor leagues to the big league club, from the scouting. And trying to understand some of the stuff that they're giving us, so I think that you know, with the with the new, I spoke with the new hitting coordinator. I lo- I love a lot of the stuff he's doing. You know what I mean? I I truly believe um, the stuff that you know he's bringing to the table is is really you know it's um, how can I say really cutting edge in my opinion. So you know, not not to take away anything from the past at all because they did a good job. I mean, they've done a good job with our players all along, um, but um, I. I I don't really – do I see um, anything really changing? I don't really see a whole lot changing other than I think the communication lines are going to be – Way more like I think that everyone's going to know what everybody else is doing. I think the communication is going to be different in my opinion
0: that's it a, was, it's a know, really good thing, right you know everyone on the same page working towards the same goal Sal, last one for you um, who's we've talked a lot about Luis Garcia and I know that there are yeah. a lot of top 10 Phillies lists out there and all that. who's someone in the Phillies system right now who people are sleeping on who maybe it's the the national pundits whatever it is people don't realize the future this kid could have. Um,
2: I, you know, I, I got a couple of guys. Actually, I, I think I think Marchan is a really good prospect, the catcher that was in Williamsport, catching throw guy that hit three hundred. I'm not sure if you know him, Rafael Marchan. Um, I really really like him. I like Rodolfo Duran. He had 21 home runs as a 20 year old, and he's another catcher that we had in in in. And I think that, and I know he didn't get on the roster, but I, I, I still I'm, I'm still hoping that. Pujols could be the guy. He had an unbelievable year last year. Yeah. And I just hope he consistently, he just has so much. You know what it is with him? I take a shot on a guy like him. I know you guys got to run. I take a, sh- a shot on a guy like him, a big power guy, strikes out a lot every once in a while. You know, I like back control guys, but every once in a while. But this guy impacts the ball so incredibly that I just, somewhere, somehow, I think that, you know, someday, you know, That, you know, I had that feeling, you know what, and and it's going to sound, I hope this doesn't sound, you know, I had the same feeling, and I'm not saying from a power standpoint, of guys making it, when Astro Dio was with us, you know what I mean, and he's with, it's just, like, some guys, just, you look at them, you say, I know, I don't know when it's going to happen, but someday they're going to get there, you know what I mean, and sometimes we're wrong, but... You know, sometimes you know, but I got a lot more. I mean, there's a right hander. I, I, I love it on my week system. His name is other than the prospects. You know, is Francisco Morales. I love love.
1: That. I love Francisco I, Morales.
2: I, I mean, that dude is. If he was in the draft, he would be a top 15 pick. Over. I mean, yeah. he's 90 up to 97. You know, he just got to learn. You know, we got to just understand. He's only 18 or 19 years old. He's a kid. He's big you know? body too, right? Oh, six five. I mean, oh. he's the kind of stuff you dream about. As a scout, so I love talking baseball. You know, I love you guys, and, and it's great talking to you guys. And I hope I haven't gone too long with you. Guys. No, I mean, no but
1: Jack
0: see. would do this all day. I, I have to pull Wait, Jack no, I, away from you,
1: Sam. Can, can I please I ask? Jack. Can I please ask about one more player? Uh, I agree with you on Jose Pulos. So honestly, I don't have like a trained eye, but I think I know yeah. what I'm looking at. I think his hands sure. are really fast. I, I like when I watch his hands; they seem really strong for how wiry he is. I um, mean. Exactly. It's good. I'm sorry. The one, guy, the one last guy I wanted to ask you about, um, he emerged on Fangraph's Top 36, 36 Prospects, which came out yesterday, is Victor Santos. What is, what is it about yeah. him? Because I, I think he's got some really, really high potential.
2: Look, Victor Santos is going to pitch in the big leagues. He's, he's got more pitching moxie than he's he, – what he is is if you look at a dictionary on the pitching, he's not, he fools around on the mound, not fooling around, he has so much confidence in himself. He can spot the ball. You know, he's only ninety ninety two, which is good, you know, at his age. He knows how to spin a breaking ball. He's gonna be successful because he knows how to pitch. He he knows he's smart, he knows how to pick out there's weaknesses, and he attacks the weaknesses. That's something to be quite frank with you, you don't find that often at a young age. Yeah. And I could see why they would go at, they would like a guy like him because he's almost like the hitter. That doesn't have a lot of power, but he's always putting the bat on the ball. And then one day you just figure out he's in the big leagues. This guy's the same way. This guy can pitch. So, you know, you picked out a right guy. I, I truly believe that he's an underdog because the velo is not top end, but his pitch ability is, you know, about well above average, so that yeah. means something. And if, he,
1: if so, he ever uh, if he ever finds that fastball, I mean, he could be he could yeah. be legit. But
2: you know what? I I think it's where it should be at his age. I mean, he's ninety ninety two at eighteen or nineteen. I think he's nineteen now. I think, and he's gonna. You know, I've seen him. Believe it or not, I've seen him up to ninety five. But you know what it is with him too. If he tries to pitch. He doesn't try to overthrow, which is interesting with a young guy. You know what I mean? So I think the velo is not always there. Because he's he's more interested in getting guys out, you know what I mean. Yep. So it's it's an interesting the way interesting how he throws. He kind of he's he just he, like I said he's a pitcher. That's his name. He's a pitcher.
0: International Scout of the Year, Sal Agustinelli. Sal, thank you so much, man, for taking some time.
2: Hey man, thanks a much for having me. You guys are great. If you ever need anything, give me a call. Thanks a lot, Sal. Talk to you soon.
0: Awesome, awesome stuff from Sal. If you're paying attention earlier. It's just been a few seconds for Jack and I. We're back now. Uh, Jack, uh, that was awesome stuff. Now that people have heard it, or hopefully not skipped through it, um, great stuff from Sal, and, and you all got to hear Jack. As much as it sounded like he was geeking out, it was way more geeky in person. I'll tell
1: you that much. Good, good point. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. I, I, I just, I've gotten so into these guys. Like, awesome. I treat them all like my children. Now. I really
0: enjoy. it Honestly, it was one of those things where, like, you see your kid like opening Christmas presents and you yeah. get excited. Kind of thing. That's what it felt like to be here watching you. All right, dude, we dad. get
1: it. You're a dad. Like, I know, I know, I know. I'm. I was your first son, but yeah. congrats on the daughter. We get it. You named it after <laughs> Bill Simmons' daughter, uh, uh, which is like so. What super a happy
0: spin. coincidence, by the <laughs> yeah, way. I love sure,
1: it is, buddy. Yeah. Sure, it's a coincidence. Yeah, like my.
0: Wife Wife would have been cool saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, it sounds like a good idea." All
1: right, um, final thoughts. All right, I have three final thoughts. So, which is not the the it's point of final thoughts. brand, but go ahead. So, I before the Robertson signing, I was a little, I'm a little bit worried that the Phillies are are overrating their own pieces in a way. Like, I like Jorge Alfaro. I don't Know why they haven't gone out and gotten the legit guy to go with Hore Alfaro. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Nick Pavetta, I think Nick Pavetta is gonna flourish into a number two this why year. Why have they not gotten another? Serve? Why have they not gotten a number two mm-hmm. guy? Are they relying really on Vince Velasquez? Or even, again? Ju-
0: even just a three, you know, even just, just someone guy.
1: You, a guy you can count on to give you 160, 170 innings. Now, maybe that's Keiko, like maybe it's Keiko. Um, I don't know. I've I, Freaking hope not, but if it seems like Madison Bumgarner's off the table now, they want to wait until the deadline. Maybe a Marcus Stroman deal. I mean, he was bad last year, and I don't trust short pitchers, especially with what they're gonna have to give up for him. But that guy's a bulldog. Yep. And I, I I love the mentality. Yeah, he's just short.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, the injury. He definitely did not seem the same last year at the ACL a couple years ago, which is somewhat freakish, but. Look, uh, depending then, on what it would take. I like I like Strowman's upside, but I I, w- I agree with you what it would cost to get him is probably not going to be worth
1: right. it. Right. And my last point was with the bullpen. Now the Robertson signing does change that a little bit, but my problem is is that like they're relying on still too many fringe guys that they're treating like important important pieces. Like I like Hector Neris. I don't trust Hector Neris. Mm-hmm. I like Adibray Ramos. I don't trust Adibray Ramos. I like Victor Arano, but I don't like I don't trust these guys. Right. And the fact that the Phillies feel it feels like to me that they're banking on that, on those guys having really big leaps next year to to compete for a legit division run is a little bit concerning for me. Like I, if you're gonna, you have all this money, right? That you talk about, um, and even if they sign, even if they sign Machado and Harper, they still have a, a, a boatload of money. Yep. Like I, I don't hate the idea of, of Robertson, to be your closer, and then also getting a a Odovino or Yeah, that's or a, what
0: I was talking. about. I would love
1: that. Like, I, get, and and then just make it make it Robertson, Sir Anthony, and Odovino. and the Yankees did it. They have one of the best bullpens in in the game. Um, I don't think they're gonna go forty million for Britain. Like it seems to be out there, but I think that for as much as I think those guys take nice leaps forward, the Phillies better be right because if the Phillies aren't right on their self scouting, they're not going to take the leap that we need them to take. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. I think
0: uh, we have seen many organizations over time. The Yankees actually used to be really um, uh, a real example of this. Is as teams overvalue their own prospects, overvalue their own players, and it's it's detrimental long term. What's number two?
1: <laughs> number two is that uh, the Fangraph's top 36 came out yesterday of their prospects. Referenced in the Salad, yes.
0: Augustinelli interview.
1: Mickey Moniac was number 11. How about you? Which I, I firmly disagree with. You think he um, should be higher. But there was one nice little nugget in it uh, from, I think it was Kylie McDaniel. In 2019, Moniac will start the season as a 20 year old in A Reading, which is notoriously hitter friendly. And sources indicate he's bulked up since the season ended. This is in combination with a more progressive loft-oriented hitting coordinator could make a uh, a buy-low opportunity on Moniac, even if his numbers will be artificially artificially inflated at Reading.
0: And for what it's worth, 20 is very young for AA.
1: So yeah, yeah, and the the loft stuff. If you're watching his uh, Jason Woodow put a put a, a video up yesterday of Moniac's progression, and like in the beginning of the year he was just popping up things, wasn't driving anything by. By freaking September, man, the guy was mashing. Like he was stroking the ball. Honestly, he looked like Andrew Benintendi as a prospect. Oh, oh, but he, it. It's what it looked like, I man. Love I'm it. not saying he's gonna be Andrew Benintendi. I love it. I'm not saying that. I love it. I'm just saying that they were identical swings.
0: Not as handsome as Andrew Benintendi.
1: No, he's not. He's not. And number three. Number three. I guess if I can limit it to three. <laughs> um, number three. You should have a
0: show called Jack's Final Thoughts, and it'll be like 45 minutes of your final thoughts.
1: <laughs> number three is that when Bryce Harper, if he does make a visit to Philadelphia, I think instead of putting his headshot on the FanaVision, they should put his stats at Citizens Bank Park on the FanaVision. Ooh, I like that. Just blown up. Also, factor in, and then after, it maybe, maybe make it a slideshow. I don't know. I haven't really thought of fully uh-huh. out. So you have the stats at Citizens Bank Park. You also have ballpark factors, where it's like oh, you see the how many how many more home runs would you have hit? Plan to his analytics side right here. Bang. Ballpark <laughs> factors, Citizens Bank Park. You put you put Citizens Bank Park uh in front of in front of uh National's Park and you see just how many more projected home runs. See, you see jack- outside the box kind of thinking we need you You jack the projected home runs up by at least ten and say our analytics said that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love
1: it so instead of 35 like he would have hit and if he stayed sure. at Nationals Park 45
0: and then that's how much quicker you break the all time home run record wow. Bryce
1: we're going, we're going that far yeah well probably not
0: alright uh, my final thought rate and review the podcast yes. do it for Jack it means so much to him uh-huh. and uh, and by proxy means a lot to me and uh, I'm hoping we're going to be talking soon it won't be Bryce Harbor, but hopefully we'll be talking about something fun in the near future either way we'll be here
1: I think we will I think so, too. I mean, uh, Salisbury came out yesterday and said that uh, things are heating up. So I like that. When he said that, I also heated up myself.
0: Things are heating up. You should have seen Jack when Sal Agustinelli was on talking about heating up. All right. it's going to do it. We'll be back soon. Emergency or not, we'll be talking to you guys soon again. Rate and review the podcast. And
1: we'll talk to you soon.